Today felt like the first day of spring. I'll be honest and say I haven't left this building since about 8.30 in the morning, but the light, the mid-60s breeze coming through the window, it felt like spring. And as we announced in the E! News this week, masks are now optional for us here in the church. So all day I've been looking at people's faces, at your faces. It feels like spring. There are signs of new life popping up everywhere. As we celebrated Shrove Tuesday this past week for the first time since 2020, and are looking forward to a more expansive spring schedule in some different ways, I feel like my colleagues and I keep asking each other, how did we do that before, that event, that service? How did we do that? Or more often, what did we do when we used to do that? What is it that we used to do, and how did it work exactly? And in my own life, there's a new yet familiar busyness along with the unfamiliar COVID exhaustion and the sense of, what did I used to do? How did I ever balance it all? And what can we do? What should we do now that things are safer, but not over? It's kind of a lot, I think. And in the midst of all of it, we've come to the season of Lent. Perhaps it's just me, but Lent feels like a season with a lot of baggage. It has a reputation for doom and gloom. There's penitential language, minor key hymns, the exhortation to give things up and to take things on. Lent can seem tough, and it gives it kind of a bad rap. And these two experiences marking Ash Wednesday this past week, along with this newest round of cautious optimism, these two states of mind have felt a little bit like oil and water. They don't quite cohere. And then here we are. Lent again, Lent anyhow. Yet the first gospel of our Lenten season, our Lenten journey, might be the best way to enter in because our reading today is all about identity. It opens with the reminder that Jesus has just been baptized by John in the Jordan River, has been affirmed in his identity as God's beloved son. Now in the wilderness, the devil is calling his identity into account. If you are the son of God, he tells Jesus more than once, if you are who you claim to be, and then there is the question of temptations, the question of needs. There is bread for the hungry, power for the powerless, safety and security for the insecure. We're meant to be able to imagine feeling tempted, to be able to empathize with that pull. And after all, wouldn't you like to be young? Wouldn't you like to be beautiful? Wouldn't you like to be X, Y, or Z? Any one of us, I think, could fill in the blank with our own temptation. The devil is challenging Jesus to put God to the test. The devil is sowing doubt in Jesus's identity, in his calling. At his baptism, the Holy Spirit descended like a dove and God's voice rang out for all to hear. This is my son, 
my beloved in whom I am well pleased. And to that, the devil says, well, if you are the son of God, if you are so beloved, why are you so hungry? And why are you all the way out here? We might not be able to imagine ourselves being offered all the kingdoms of the world, but still, Jesus is tempted in the way that all of us are tempted. Not even so much towards what we want, but away from who we are, away from our true identity, our roots, our calling. The devil is trying to tempt Jesus and tries to tempt all of us away from our true identity as God's beloved children. And in this difficult world, it's not too hard for that doubt and temptation to find purchase, to hook itself in the back of our minds. Doubt can come all too easy in the wilderness. Well, if you're so beloved, the devil seems to ask, if you're so beloved, how come you're all the way out here? And that's a tough question to answer because the answer is yes, both and, both beloved and out here in the wilderness. And our Lenten journey begins with that question because this is the kind of truth that sits at the heart of it all. Ash Wednesday asks us to see the gift of God's creation, to see the gift of our lives in the promise that we will die, that we are ashes to ashes and dust to dust. Jesus' temptations try to undermine his identity by striking at its most challenging paradox, that we can be both beloved and hungry. We can be both valuable and vulnerable, as Debbie Thomas puts it. Jesus has to learn that God's care resides within his flesh and blood humanity, within a fragile vessel that can crack and shatter. To be beloved is not to transcend the other grimmer truth, that truth of dust and ashes. To be loved by God is not the guarantee we think it is. And thank God, because the best we might be able to imagine to hope for is that a stone could become a loaf of bread. This wilderness scene, these 40 days of temptation, is not the whole story of Jesus. It's just the preparation, the prelude. Because Jesus refuses temptation, he refuses to disavow his humanity, the parts of himself that we share, the hunger, the insecurity, the vulnerability. He won't throw himself into the hands of angels because that would tear him away from us. Because we're the prize that Jesus chooses. Emmanuel, God with us, shares our human nature because we are loved in our vulnerability, loved in our vulnerability and not out of it. Lent is a journey that is meant to root us in our identity, meant to root us in who we are. And we are God's beloved children. We are the children of a God who is with us in every wilderness as our companion on the journey who chooses, no matter what, to go the way with us. And so this Lenten journey is in turn an opportunity for us to go the way with him. Yes, to the cross and to the tomb, 
but also to the day of resurrection. We are the children of a God who is with us in every wilderness, whether it is the literal wilderness of a desert countryside or the existential wilderness of an endemic pandemic, to be off-kilter, disconnected, longing, lost. This season means to teach us that it is also an opportunity to be formed, to be instructed, to remember who we are. And yes, it's sometimes an opportunity we seek after for ourselves or find ourselves called as Jesus did, led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And sometimes the wilderness finds you. But even there, or especially there, Jesus is choosing to find us. <laughs>